Praise the Lord. So the, the key is during Christmas, we need to remember, we need to, Christmas is, is a remembrance of what God did to, for humanity, what God did for humanity. God sent his one and only son to a world that hated him, to a world that didn't, that despised him. And what, what did he do? He said he sent, he sent Jesus to take away the sins of man. If you look at, if you look at Romans, let's go back to the scripture again, Romans Romans 5, 12, it says, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. So what happened? Sin came into the world because of what? Adam. That's why the Bible says everyone became what? A sinner after Adam's sin. All had fallen short of what? The glory of God. But what happened? Look at what happened in Romans. Let's go to Romans 5, 18 to, 12, 18 to 19. Romans 5. Say, look at this. This is a fantastic thing. It says, yes, Adam's one sin brought condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. This is what happened. Many were made righteous. It is significant. One man's sin brought death, brought sickness, brought disease, brought curses, brought all, all sorts of things. We fell short. We couldn't go into the presence of God. We were unclean. We needed someone to go in for us. We were on the outside. We, we had to get somebody to go in for us. The high priest had to go in for us. And that's why it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's surprising why till now, till now, even till this, this very minute, people still want somebody to go in for them. Please see vision for me. Can you see whether I'm, I'm in the book of life? Please, you know, my, my, my child is sick. I'm not saying pastor shouldn't pray. I'm just saying that we too have access. But I'm going ahead of myself. But look, at, that's what happened in it because of the sin of man. The sin of man. We didn't have access. But what happened? Jesus, one man's obedience brought us what? Condemnation. One man's what? Disobedience brought us condemnation. But can you imagine one man's obedience brought us from, from what? From condemnation. One man's obedience. That's Jesus. His obedience brought us from what? Condemnation to a life of what? In the palace. It brought us from condemnation, or should I say a life of sin, to a life in the palace. Joseph was 
transformed from what? Prison to palace. We're condemned like Joseph to die. We're condemned like Joseph. He threw him, Joseph, they put him in jail. They said, forget him. They were, con they were condemned. Then Jesus stepped in and took what? Our place and ushered us into a new life. A new life. That's what Christmas is all about. To understand that we have a new life. This is what Jesus did for us. The Bible says, where are all things, where the old things have passed away? And we have a new life. You know, I was thinking about it, you know, and the Lord was, was asking me a question. He says, do you know that nobody will remember that J Joseph was a prisoner? Nobody will remember. All that mattered was that he was second in command. Look at what um, Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "In passion." Right here, it says, "Now if anyone is unfolded in Christ, into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the older." Order has vanished. Look at what he says, vanished. Become, behold, everything is fresh and new. You know, the Lord was giving me an example. He gave me this example. He said, when you go and when you do laundry, you, you put your dirty clothes in, in, the, in, the, in the washing machine. You add soap and order. The clothes are dirty. The debt runs through. When you finish washing, it comes out. Wow, this is clean. But the debt runs through the what? It runs through the public sewer. Or if you have, you know, if you have, um, what do they call it, septic tank. But it runs through. And you don't see the dirt any longer. The, the debt is gone. Jesus came and took away our sins. Took our sins and gave us a new life. A new life worth living. So the key is that we need to stop calling ourselves sinners. You know, I, I hear people when, when they are praying, say, God, you know, I don't know, maybe they're trying to be spiritually holy or, or I don't know, humble or I don't know. But, you know, God, you know, we are all sinners. I, I, it's like, well, I'm not a sinner. You know, sometimes, you know, I, there are some prayers that I've come to realize, you know, when people are praying, there's some things that, I say amen to us, some things I don't say amen to. Because when you say we're all sinners, I say no. In my mind, I say, you might be a sinner, but no, I'm not. Because Jesus did what? He took it away from me. He took it with, I'm new. I'm a new person. And the reason why sometimes we call ourselves sinners, maybe, maybe because we don't understand what Jesus did on the cross, that he took it away, that you don't, your sins are no longer there, or we don't really believe it. You're a free man. You're a free person. You know, if somebody is supposed to go on, on death row and somebody says, I'm going to take your, take your place and go on death row, you're a free man. The person, is, the person that, that decides now and says, you know, I, I, still, I still insist on going. Then the person doesn't understand what that person is taking his place for. He, 
There's no understanding. One man's obedience brought the right relationship. Jesus' obedience brought us into the right relationship with what? The Father. And that's why the Bible says, but let's look, let me, let me, don't, let me present it. John 1, 12. It says, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. So what is the right? That's right. He says, you have the righteousness of God. You have the, you have the clothing that describes, not physical clothing. It's you, you have that right standing with God. And now you can call, you can call God your what? Your father. You're now a child of God. It's something that we need to have a, a, a good understanding of. When you and I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we were ushered into what? The family of God. God, God sees Jesus in you. That's that right standing. God sees Jesus in you and says, yes, you are my child. We've been adopted into, into what? And we've been adopted as children of God. An adopted child has the same right and benefit as natural children. And that's why the Bible says that what? That's why the Bible says that we are co-heirs to, we are co-heirs to, to Jesus. We are co-heirs in the inheritance. We are in the family of God. I, I need that to sink in. We are in the family of God. The family of God is, is, is huge. We are in the family of God. So me and you, you and I are children of God. It's something that needs to sink in. You and I are children. I'll say it again. You and I are children of God. Look at Romans 8.15. Romans 8.15. Look at what it says. It says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own, what? Children. Because, you see, the key here is when you, when you have the understanding that the, the adopted child and the natural child, in the, even in the law, in the law, it happens that way. In, in America, any, any part of the world, as soon as you adopt a child, boom, the, the child has the same benefit. When he adopted you as his own children, now we can call him what? Abba, Abba what? Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we're his heirs. And in fact, together with Christ, look at what he says, together with Christ, we are 
heirs of God's glory. But if we share in his glory, we must also share in his suffering. So it means that you, all, Jesus is our elder brother. And we are what? We are co-heirs with him. He's the natural born. He's the natural born. But we too are what? We have the same benefit. As children, we've been given the right to call God our father. Just like how Jesus called God his father. We too can call God our father. So we have the same spiritual what? Father. So it means if we have the same spiritual father, it means that we are what? We're spirit. We're spirit. Man is what? Spirit. I just wanted to think it for a second. We are spirit. So we cannot be operating like people that don't know who we are. We cannot operate like the people of the world. We cannot. We cannot because we're different. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, it says we are royal priests. We're different. We're a chosen generation. We're different. You and I are what? I keep saying you and I are children of God. You and I are brothers and sisters of the same father. Spiritual things trumps physical. We are of the same household of God. And since we are brothers and sisters in Christ, we are to what? Love one another like Christ loves us. We are to demonstrate love to all men who are in Christ. So it means that everyone on this Zoom call who has, who has accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are all in the family of God. We are family. Let's look at Galatians 3, 28. Look at what it says. It says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. There is neither Nigerian or American. We are what? God sees us as one big family. And we should behave like one. Let's look at the scripture. First Corinthians 10 uh, 12, 12 to 13. First Corinthians 12, 
12 to 13. It says, the human body has many parts and the many parts make up one whole body. So it is, it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we share the same spirit. We share the same spirit. All of us together make up the body of Christ. Each of us make up a part. We have this, our own significant part. We are no, we're not less, we're not less important than the other. God sees us equally. God does not play favorites. It's good to understand that because so, so we don't think that, you know, because God is doing this for somebody, but he's not doing it for me. No, no, it's, it might not be time yet. <laughs> it might not be the time right, right, right now. Being in the family, we must, you know, you know, being in the family of God might be a foreign thing to some. It might not, you might not understand it. We are brothers and sisters in the Lord. There's, you know, God's family is huge. So we need to act that way. We, you know, the Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice. When your, when your brother rejoices, you rejoice with him. When they are mourning, you, you mourn with them. I've seen in churches, <laughs> I've seen in churches that people don't talk to each other. I, I, I tell my, I, I tell my, I go and talk to our senior pastor. I say, how come people don't talk to each other? I don't, I, for me, in my mind, I don't get it. I really don't understand. Do they really understand that we are one big family? There was one, one, one woman that said one time that how she ran to the front. You know, we're doing, we're doing Thanksgiving and she ran to the front and she was she was going to go and hug somebody. The woman was running away from <laughs> It was so funny. It was as if they were dancing. I, I thought they were dancing because I went and talked to her. I said, it's okay, what happened? You guys dancing? She said, no, I was chasing the woman. The woman was running away from me. I was, I, afterwards, she's like, ah, why is this woman running away from me? We claim that we want to mind our own business. We just want to hear the word. But the thing about it is we sharpen each other. Iron sharpens each other. We play a role in people's lives. I'm not talking about only here. I'm just saying, in general, we play a role in people's lives. See, there are people that, 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 need, that need help. God might tell you, pick up the phone and call somebody. You'll be, be arguing with the Holy Spirit. But God, I don't know that person. How would I even start the conversation? Uh, let God speak through you. We might be the person that will encourage somebody out of what? Suicide. We might be the person that will hold the person's hand up, like how Aaron and her held Moses' hand
knowing that we are family is one thing. But walking in love is another. You see, the Christmas story, I know this, this, the Christmas story is telling us that, look, we are one big family. And God, in the end, let me don't go ahead of myself. There's, there's a message in the end. Then that's where I learned. So knowing that you're one big family, now walking in love is another thing. And since we are spirit beings, we have a father who, who in his character, his character, his, pers his personification is love. His, his character is all about love. So if his character is all about love, it means that we too need to what? We need to, we need to, we need to what? Exemplify love. We need to, we need to show love to others as well. We, we, too, we too as Christians, we need to be able to show love to, to on, not only the family of God, but we need to be able to show love to what? Everyone else. Because who do they see? They see Jesus in us. It's, they see Jesus in us. You can't say you're a Christian and, and you don't show that love. And the key is, we need to also understand that love is learned. The love of God is learned because human beings were naturally selfish. We're just, we're naturally selfish human beings. We're just, because the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who knows it? Even he himself doesn't know he's that wicked. Let's look at um, 1 John 4, 7 to 8. First John 4, 7 to 8. It says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from who? <laughs> love doesn't come. Look at that. But love comes from who? From God. So God is love himself. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. God is love. I mean, it, it, God is love. It, it, if you want to know how to love, you go to God. God teaches you how to love. You know, I, I used to have, I used to have, you know, there was one time I, <clears throat> I preached this a long time ago in a Portuguese church. You know, they had to translate it. I don't know how they did it, but, you know, but I preached it. I, 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 I used to have a, a pink hunt, you know, while I was going to school. Pink, no, no air conditioner, nothing. You know, I couldn't afford air conditioner. Then they were nickel and diamond. If you want spare tire, you pay $100. If you want air conditioner, you pay who knows how long, how much. And I was like, I, I couldn't afford air conditioner, so forget it. Don't, don't put air conditioner. <clears throat> At least if I can afford fan, give me fan. So they gave me a fan. So, and it was pink. It was my first new car. I was, I, I, you know, in my mind, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. So I, I didn't go to church. So, you know, every Sunday I'll go, I'll be outside. I'll wash the car, wash it. I'll be looking at, to see what I, myself in the mirror, to see what I, I'll, 
you know, to I'll buff it, buff the whole car, you know, and I'll take the car when I go to shop right, I'll pack it far away because I didn't want anybody to scratch it. So I was, I, I loved the car. Supposedly, in the war's way, I loved the car because we use words like love. So so frivolously, we just say, I love, you know, I love this. I love the car. But what happened was when the car started to get dense, even when I packed the fire, people were still knocking into their carts. And the, the car became old. And when the car became old, I started to say, what was the use packing it all the way over there? So I had to <laughs> bring it close by. And I didn't love the car any longer. I didn't, I didn't wash the car. I hardly cared about the car. There was no care in the world. You know, I didn't buff it any longer. The thing about it is our love is so temporary. When things are good, I love. When things are not good, who cares? I don't care. But the Bible says that's not love. That's, that's what you what you what I thought was love. It was is not love. But if we want to understand what love is all about, we need to go to the God who is love to teach us what it means to love. <clears throat> so God, since God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit demonstrated or demonstrated what real love means to us, what we are supposed to do as children of God to love as well. We are to learn to demonstrate love to others. You know, the Lord was saying the, the anointing flows from the head. It means that if God is teaching you what it means to love, so it means that you need to also learn, you need to learn, you need to ask God to help you to learn how to actually love. We need to, we, 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 we need to we need to, we need to, we need, we need to, to, to know this aspect of love. I'm telling you, man does not understand the concept of love. Man is just generally selfish. But the body of Christ needs to be taught what love is all about. And who is the best teacher? The Holy Spirit, the Bible. The Bible is the first place. The Holy Spirit will guide you in aspect of how to do what? Really love. Let's look at this, what I'm saying. <coughs> Sorry, if I'm going too fast, and please stop me. Up. Yeah, this is not Sunday school, but just tell me I'm going too fast, so I should slow down. I'll slow down. Look at this. I'll read it in, um, in TPT. Can we, can we see the screen? Yes. Thank you. I might see your pastor. I might, I might, is, is, I know. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. First, uh, first one. It says, if, listen, please. 
says, if I were to speak with eloquence in its many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love. My words will be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging symbol. And if I were to have the gift of prophecy with profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possess unending spiritual supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that moved mountains, but I have never learned to love, then I am nothing. Look at what he then says in verse 3. Wow. And if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to, to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burnt as a mother without the pure motive of love, I have gained nothing of value. What did I read here? We're talking about, we need to do what? We need to check ourselves, understand our motive. I'll just, let me go to just verse three, because of time. That verse three says, and if I were to be generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and offer my body to be burnt as a mother without the pure motive of love, I have gained nothing of value. You think about it, you know, see people, the Lord was telling me, say, you see people that sometimes they will give and you think, wow, this person, wow. But you know, we always look on the outward, but God looks in the heart. Someone made the same mistake, you know, when choosing the king. Someone want, he was looking at the appearance and the Lord says, no, don't look at the appearance. You know, people, you know, people judge by what outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Sometimes someone might, might, might give generously, but they might have an ulterior motive in their mind. They are not motivated, they're not motivated by love. They might be motivated by what? Greed or reducing their tax liability or whatever. God is saying, Lord, look, we need to be motivated by love. We, it, it needs to be something that he says, yes, is, is within. You're doing this within. Let's look at where you see motivated by love. Let's look at it in, in Luke 21, 1 to 4. Hmm. Luke 21. See, Jesus observed, Jesus observed all the, all the wealthy coming into the temple courts wanting to be noticed. So they came with their offering. Says he noticed a very poor widow who dropped two small copper coins in the offering box. Listen to me, he said. This poor widow 
has given a large offering than all the wealthy, for the rich only gave out of their supply, but she sacrificed out of her poverty and gave to, the, to, gave to God all that she had to live on. The key is we need as Christians, as children of God, we need to be motivated by love. We need to be motivated by love. And where's the best place to understand what love is all about? We'll go to that first, that's first Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. This is where it is. This is the, this is the, this is the cocoa of the matter. This, this, way, this way to understand what love is all about. First Corinthians 13. Uh, 40, 47, I believe. 427. Let's read it. Praise the Lord. Love is large and incredibly patient. It's something that we need to always check ourselves. We need to check our love bank. We need to check, are we behaving like Jesus? Love is gentle and consistently kind to all and refuses to be jealous when, bless, when blessing comes to someone else. It's amazing, I'll tell you. This really touched me too. Because sometimes, you know, you, I, I just talked about it. Some, sometimes we'll be looking at, say, God, God, you know, you, 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 you bless this person. What about me? God, we're in the same family. God is saying, no, 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 no. Even though I'm blessing that person, your time is not, your time will come. Your time will come. I'm telling you, your time will come. I, I don't play favorites here. I, I don't play favorites. Even though I'm blessing this person, the blessing is still going to come to you. It's going to come to you too. But what do you do? In turn, as the person is getting blessed, you rejoice with the person. You rejoice with the person. You rejoice and say, wow, this is awesome. Love does not brag about one's achievements or inflate its own importance. Don't you know who I am? Can you, do you know who? No, come on, man. Love does not traffic in shame or disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritable, easily irritated or quick to take offense. Look, offense will surely come. Forget about it. It always comes all the time. He <laughs> didn't know in the Bible. Didn't 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 uh, the disciples get offended? Remember, they got offended when when the woman the woman poured the costly fragrance of oil on Jesus, and they felt this money should be going to the poor. But meanwhile, when they said it, they, it wasn't motivated by love. 
He didn't understand. Think about it. Offense always comes. Okay, okay. You think, okay, maybe that wasn't a good offense. Okay, let me, okay. What about in Jesus' hometown? What about in Jesus' home when they were offended? When they were offended and Jesus could do no mighty miracles there because they're offended. Because he says, hey, I know his, his, his father and mother. Isn't it the capital son? Offense always comes. It always comes. I, look, let's don't kid ourselves. You come out, out of the house, you, you go to shop, right? Somebody, maybe you're waiting for parking and somebody will come and, brrr, and park in his spot. What do you do? Love is not easily irritated or quick, listen, quick to take offense. That's love. Love, love joy, joyfully celebrates honesty and finds delight in what is wrong. Look at verse seven. Verse seven is a, is a key. It says, love is a safe place of shelter. And it never stops believing the best for, for others. Love never takes failure as defeat. Look at where the key is. Look at where the key is. The last one, for it never gives up. God has never given up on us. He's not giving up on us. Look at, let's look at something. Let's look at something real quick. Love does not give up. Offense always happens. Hey, it always happens. Forget about it. It always happens. Let's look at one thing. Let's look at one thing else. Let's, 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 let's finish this. I think it's Matthew. Matthew 7. Ah, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. So we're talking about real love. God is teaching us what it means. Ah, uh, sorry. Look at Luke King James Version. Look at what it says. It says, and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye. But do not consider the plank in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck in your eye. And look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye and then you will clearly remove the speck from your brother's eye. You know what the Lord was telling me there? We all are flawed. <laughs> we all are flawed. We're flawed human beings. We're all flawed. We, we all have issues. So why are you easily taking offense? Why don't you walk in love? 
How many times God should have taken offense from all from, you know, how many times has he told you to do something he never did? How many times? Did, did you ever always do exactly what the Holy Spirit tells you to do? He could have taken offense now. But he's still loving us. He's still taking care of us. He's, he's still. All of us, we have similar flaws. But we should stop magnifying other people's flaws. But just love them instead. Just love them instead. In summary, God is saying, look, Christmas time is a time to remember what God did through Jesus. Jesus brought us into a family of God. And he's teaching us about love. We are to love others unconditionally because God loves us and still loves us unconditionally. Every Christian here on earth has an assignment and the assignment is to be like Jesus on earth. And we are, the other assignment we have is the Bible says, go into all the world. We are to expand the family of God. We are to win souls. And in the winning souls, we need to demonstrate the love of God to others. God is preparing the church, the body of Christ, to go into the world and make disciples. We are the Christ that people see. We are the Jesus that people see. And the song that God, as soon as I finished preparing this, the song that came up in my spirit then was, it says, go and tell the world, tell them that Jesus is Lord. That is what we, that's a great commission. That's what we've been committed to do. But Jesus started it, started it off first by loving us when we hated him. By loving us when we hated him. So we have an obligation. It's like now we've, we've been given the, the baton. We'll be given the baton to do what? Now take it and go. Wrong with it. Love. Know that we are a family. We have a role to play. Play your role. Know that God has, is not going to forsake you. He's not, he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He loves you. He loves you so much. He's working. But when you have an understanding of this, I'm telling you, you'll be at rest. When trouble comes, you just, look, there's a, there's a peace. When trouble comes, there's a peace knowing it's okay. My wife just texted me. She says, Thank God, the, the, the bead has come off. They took the bead off. Praise the Lord. They took the bead. But there was a peace. I told her, I said, God, go. We have, to, we have service. Because God is in the business of taking care of us. He's in the business of taking care of God is all, he wants the best for each and every one of you, of us. It's something you just relax. Knowing that God will take care of Believe, trust, know that God is our Father. He wants the best for us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just give you glory.
We thank you for your word today. You're telling us, you're teaching us like you're going back to the foundation. That's what you're going back to. You're going back to that same foundation. You're telling us to love. You're telling us we're one big family. You're telling us that, hey, we have, we have a duty. You passed you pass the baton already to us. We have a duty to, to go out, to win souls, to tell people about Jesus, to expand. But most importantly, most importantly, to love, to love and to keep loving. You know, the enemy will come to try to sway us away or the enemy will try to come and deceive us and the enemy will come and try to bring all kinds of offense all kinds of offense and and you know when we're offended we're not able to love <laughs> we're not able to love you know our love our love you know our love balance will be off our love balance will be off. But you're telling us no, we, should, we shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. We should be quick. You know, we should be quick to love. We should go back to the person that knows what it means to love. We should go back to it. So, Father Lord, we, we pray today that Lord, you will come and really open our eyes to this teaching. Open our eyes to know that we are family. Even though we're on the Zoom call, we are still family. We should be able to call one another. We should be able to encourage one another. My friend. This is what you're saying. We have also brothers and sisters that also wear family. <laughs> People that have that have given their lives to Jesus, we are also family. And you also, in, in this teaching, you also told us that because we call you our father, we are spirit beings. You're, you're it's like you're confirming everything you're teaching, you've been teaching us this morning. And in the end, you also just really come, you, you, you seal the deal and say, look, if, 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 you call, if we call you our father, it means that you will take care of us. It means that we, we should remain at peace. So Father Lord, we, we give you praise. Thank you for really touching us. Touching us afresh and new. Teaching us again. It might be some of these things that you taught, you taught us today. It might, be some, it might be some hard pill to swallow. It might be a difficult pill to swallow. But Lord, Holy Spirit, you do the work, you, you transform, you, you educate. All I did was to teach. It might be a difficult pill to swallow, but Lord, you can give them, start opening their eyes, start to reveal it, so they know and have an understanding of this word <clears throat> in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we just give you praise. Thank you for the transformation. Thank you, because Lord, we, 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 we're, you know, when you bring these kind of things, I, I, I sometimes I, 
I think about it when you bring those kind of things. It's like you're setting up, you're setting us up for next year. What we're going to do next year, you know, what we're going to do even between now and next year. You're teaching us, you know, you don't you don't always come and teach us things that makes us feel good. <laughs> it's not you don't teach us things that make us feel good. It's not all about feeling good. Oh, I felt good today. Sometimes you teach us things that are hard, things that we really need to transform our life, things that needs to, so that we can jumpstart our life again. You, you teach us things that, you know, <clears throat> that's, that's what the truth is all about. You know, the Englishman says the, the truth is bitter. The truth is sometimes bitter, yes. It could be bitter, but it's something that is going to help us. It's going to help us in the long run. So, Father Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And, and so, I don't know where my wife puts the... Uh, <laughs> let me stop recording.